Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Today I'm welcoming Carlisle Lebeshay. Hopefully I pronounced that right. I'm horrible with pronunciation. Yes, you're good. Oh, good. And I've known Carlisle, wow, I think it's been five or six years now since we met at Utopia. And I just love following her books, and she's such a wonderful person. So I'm excited to have her come and give us an update. I interviewed her last summer. I can't believe it's been over a year since we talked. I think it's that time. It doesn't feel. It feels like the other day, and it feels like the other day I met you. It's like the older you get, the quicker time goes. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I Yeah, it, (laughs) it blows me away sometimes. And last summer, I think you had just released or about to release um, A Be So Beautiful. Is that right? Yes, yes. We released A Be So Beautiful. Um, we're releasing the sequel in November. It's a little bit late, um, but I had a little bit of a, a family tragedy. My mom passed away, and that got me a little bit off of the, the writing creativity juice. So luckily enough, my publishers understood and they gave me extended deadline. So it's a Love So Lonely is going to be coming out in November. And this is a YA fantasy series, correct? Yes. It's not written in the same style as the first book. The first book was very much written in like a poetic flowing old-timey kind of vibe because it was like way back in the 900s AD wow so in the end of a be so beautiful I introduce you to new characters and I introduce you to a different world where the old character will play in the new book but with new characters okay so so are we time traveling here (laughs) we're not Completely time traveling. What is happening is his kingdom was cursed, and um, he is then becomes the prince of purgatory. Ooh. So his deal with the witch is that um, he has to have so many innocent souls that he needs to collect for her because she needs to do a necromancy spell but it takes a certain amount of souls and it's something like in the 1600s now and it's the last soul that he has to reap and um, you learn about this girl who was born with the mark of death on her in the 1600s in um, New Amsterdam, which is now New York, but um, they're a gypsy family, so they were persecuted and... um, you also learn about how she lives with the mark on her, not, you know, being persecuted as a witch as well, because that's when the Salem trials like started at the same time, more or less. 
So it's very much like um, the originals, the spin-off from the Vampire Diaries. So it's got a witchy kind of element to it. Um, and then it's mixed with Six of Crows because there's a heist in it. So okay. um, it's very much, I jumped to a whole different vibe. Very cool. It just, it just came out that way. <laughs> Sometimes things do that. Yes, definitely. And is it so? But we're, the main character is the same character, correct? Um, the main characters are not the same character, but the main character does feature in okay. in the book. He will be the reaper of the main character's okay. soul. Okay. Um, but there's a trick to it because he. He tries to, well, he's determined to get her soul, but the characters are determined to find any kind of loophole. And they do find a loophole, but he doesn't want to go for it because he's waited like since 900 AD for him to be released out of purgatory. <laughs> right. So he wants out, but so yeah. he wants out and they've got a way out for to free him and to free the main character from her her um her curse so to say that she's cursed she's more when she was born she was still born so he brought her back to life so his soul belongs to her oh interesting wow this just yeah. gets more and more intriguing <laughs> as you talk about this and uh, the story is just so fun to write. Um, it's just taken a long time to write because of, you know, family stuff happening and life happening. Life does seem to do that many, many times. Yes. I'm sure your fans and me as well are patiently waiting and will be super excited and not at all put off. <laughs> I hope so too. I must just get down to this deadline. So are you still writing? I am still writing, but I'm very much near the end. But it seems to, the end just seems to go on and on forever. And it's like, oh, let's add this, let's add this, let's add this. So I might actually ask the publishers if we can split the second book into another book because there's a potential too um and because the deadline's creeping up if there wasn't a deadline creeping up i could have made it a very big novel like 400 500 pages but because of the deadline i might have to split it up so we'll see how that goes well that would work too i mean two books that are 250 pages long work for me <laughs> yes 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 Love it when like this, but then you must have all three books like in the series to read. I hate waiting for books. And unfortunately, I'm one of those writers who write like one book a year. <laughs> I'm I'm leaning more towards that as, as my life becomes more complicated as well, I have to say. So will this, but will the ending of this book, even if it's the second be, be the ending to the series? Um... I'm going to try and not make it the ending of the series because in my head, there's so much going on. But if I can within the deadline and if nothing creeps up on me, I can possibly make it a big book. I really have to crunch down. Yeah. It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs>
And I like the storyline of her mark because that's really interesting. My new release that comes out next week, the main character is also thought to be marked by the dark god that's the Aztec dark lord of, of night. So she has to go through life with that mark. Um, and yes. she has it for a long time. But I won't give too many spoilers yes. about that. But did you do a that's lot exciting. of yeah, did you do a lot of research for the first one that was set in 900? Um, I didn't really have to because it's a fantasy environment. So, you know, you've seen a lot of fantasy in that era on TV. So you know more or less what's around, what technology is around, what's not around. And I focus more on the character building than actually the world building as such was more isolated around the character. So he's got his own world, like he lives in his own bubble and wherever he goes, the landscape changes. Uh, so there's not too much, you know, any research that went into it. But with the second book, um, because I wrote it when New Amsterdam was before it was America, before it was New York, I had to do a lot of research about that. Oh, very cool. Fine. So I had to see what was available in the 1600s and what it would have looked like and, um, you know, what tribes, native tribes were close to there and was there slavery and stuff like that. Interesting. Yes, the book I'm just releasing, I did tons. It's my most researched book because it's about the Aztecs and I really want it to be very historically correct except that i put in case they make a movie out of it oh maybe i put books (laughs) in their world though and that's the only thing that i diverged on because they never had a written language but that's okay it's also so with hieroglyphics mostly that they wrote like the egyptians no they didn't even do that it was all spoken language they never had a glossary or a vocabulary that they wrote down that is quite interesting i learned something new today (laughs) but so like me you're a multi-genre author do you have tell us about your other books um well i have sci-fi young adult books um the Broken Destiny and Evanescent. I haven't completed the trilogy. Um, that book was more based on my experiences I went through as a teenager. So I kind of grew with the books. And then by the third book, I kind of outgrew it. And I don't know, I just can't finish it. And it's been, it's almost been a decade. And everyone's like, where's this book? Where's this book? And I'm one of those authors that, I really have to feel the book and I have to be in the mind space to write it. So I'm all over the place. Then I've got a romantic um, suspense book, um, Infallible. It's not available on Amazon. It's exclusively, um, I signed a contract with the other publisher. So it's going to be exclusively through them. So I don't know when that's going to release. I'm still waiting for them. Then I have a book, Tethered, which is about, it's a supernatural suspense. It's about a girl gets a heart transplant, but she accidentally gets the heart from a serial killer. Oh, man. Yes. So she starts getting like 
uh, these cravings the serial killer used to get and she gets his visions and she helps FBI solve the cases and that one's also signed to the new publisher and then um, I have a dystopian romance which was my third book and um, that was that was fun to write that's also a very poetic book very fluent in like the mood basically and that's just about that love is outlawed faith is outlawed so the only thing you can believe in is the government and then these two people fall in love and they're persecuted for being in love so they hunted from the beginning of the book until the end of the book Wow, it seems like everybody in that society would be hiding the fact that they were in love because that's pretty much a human thing to Emotion, be, yes. be in love, right? I mean, yes, almost yes. everybody is in love with someone. Um, yes. So, wow. That's cool. And, and is that one already released? Um, That one is released, but it's also signed to the um the other publishers. Um, but infallible, I think you can actually get um my old publishers republished it on Amazon for a while. We couldn't get the ebook for some reason when we changed the price from 99 cents promotion back to 299, they just discontinued the ebook. So the ebook wasn't wasn't available. Um I don't know if they've changed it at the moment. They wouldn't because we're from South Africa, it's difficult to phone them and tell them it's my book <laughs> and you just get these autobots like re replying to your to your email saying you know we will get hold of you soon or phone us and we're like we can't phone you we're in South Africa that's yeah I see there's no results at the moment so I'll have to phone my publisher on that one well, everyone will have to go to your website to find all these amazing books. Yes. I'll have to make sure that my publishers updated everything. Um, but the paperback is available of Infallible. Um, so all the paperbacks are still available because I think they have stock left. So Dead of Night is the dystopian romance. The paperback is available. Infallible, the paperback is still available. Yes. And then I have Blossom Blood, which is a time travel magic. Guardians of time travel. Ooh, guardians of time travel. Like they're yes. the keepers? Yes. That, that control their time travel? Yes, and it's actually written from a guy's point of view, which I actually love writing from guys' point of view. I must tell you that. They're not as whiny. <laughs> That's funny because I have, so, yeah, I have two books written from the male perspective. And yes. I really got dinged from a reader who said, well, wait a minute, like, from this per." in this book, this character doesn't seem the same. And I'm thinking, well, it's another character telling the story and it's yes. another voice and it's a male looking at this character from their perspective, not from, you know, it's not written from. So yeah, that was, it's, it's 
it's kind of, I do like it. I have to like rely more on my husband to say, huh, what would he do in this situation? <laughs> well, every male character I write, I actually like mimic it onto my husband. So they don't talk a lot and they don't whine a lot, but they're actually very much more deeper than what you think they are. They feel a lot more than what you think they do. So you kind of, base their actions on the emotional um, state that they're in or can I say their insecurities. So they get aggressive when they feel insecure and they get like, you know, angry and they get protective when they feel insecure. So you must just know where the insecurities come from a male and it's usually their egos. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it would be harder to show that if you don't have as much dialogue, right? You would have to show it through their actions, their gestures, their facial yes, expressions. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, and it and are, is it first person? So are you hearing their thoughts as well, or is it third person? Um, I've changed to third person. I'm finding it easier to write. Um, it just flows better. I don't know. First person for me is too much inner thoughts inner this inner this and I just I started thinking no I just I just want the story and I want I wanted to show and not tell so because I'm not English I'm actually Afrikaans it was easier for me to show and tell through third person than what it was for first person well, and if you have tons of characters, then I think it's easier to show what all the different characters are doing and what's going on. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I I just did a, you'll be proud of me. I just did a short story that was third person, my first third person short It's not story. that easy the first no, time you spoke well, that. Right, yeah. I mean, I think maybe if you're a third person writing, going to first person would be hard. And for me, yes. being a first person writer, going to third person is hard. So, yes. but I, I want to, I want, for some reason, I want to do it. Maybe I just need a challenge. And did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah. There, I mean, it's a short story. So there's not tons of characters. Um, okay. There's just two main characters, and, but you get both of their viewpoints. And yes, I, which I love. I absolutely love doing that. Some of my readers have said, you know, that it's a little bit hard to keep up with the, you know, the swapping of the characters, but I don't think so. I mean, for me, I love third person and I love reading third person because you get all the characters and you get all their feelings and you get all their meanings and what they're doing. And it's just more colorful than first person. To me, it felt like writing in first person was so restrictive right yeah just like I said that that reader was like wait a minute this person has a totally different personality and I, <laughs> and I started thinking about it because I was a little bit offended but then I started thinking about it and I was like well yeah this person views that character different than she views herself right yes, so it yes. that it d didn't really match and but it was first person so that's how it was written and I can't change that now <laughs> but yeah yes. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your next release. Thank you. I'm very excited. Um, and I hope that I'm excited for you. A new release is always like 
so exciting. Yeah, it's like putting your little baby out into the world. It never gets old. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> and I um paired with an illustrator for this one, which I'd never done. So that was very cool and exciting. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so is it a fantasy book? It is. Well, it's historical fantasy. I'm going to call it that, but it's very, it's more like a mythology um, because okay. she's I marked love the Aztecs. Yes. Right, the Aztecs. She's marked by and the stuff. Right, but she has clairvoyant powers and there's some shifting in it. I won't tell you about sort of shape shifter. Um, okay. Flat line there as well. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. But, you know, going back to the third person thing, I think it's very much the norm in fantasy writing to have it in that third person. Is that what you normally well, read as I, well? I, yeah. I, I, at the moment, I'm reading a lot of fantasy. Um, I've never been a like a reverse harem person. I've always very much been young adult fantasy. So new adult fantasy is actually not so bad. I found that um, uh, Six of Crows, I found that that shouldn't have been YA. I found that that should have been new adult because what the characters did at 17 year old, I was thinking no normal 17 year old would do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I think if Lee had made the characters a little bit older, I would have been, I mean, it's one of my favorite books is Six of Crows at the moment, but I do think if she had made the characters 20 and 23, um, young adults would still have read it. Right, yeah, as a mom, I think sometimes you're a little bit like, ooh, I wouldn't want my 17 year old to do that. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That that does come into play. And I think a lot of the books that are fantasy are a little bit more adult topics, especially if it's a series like Twilight or like Harry Potter or something like that. By the end of the series, the characters were um, grown and they're adults. Right. So right. So yes, yes, yes. There's adult topics. Um and I think they assume that the readers grow up with the characters as well. I think that does happen a lot of times, but you're right. If it's just one book or yeah, it can be a hard line. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm so excited. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you today and everybody's going to be looking for your next book, A Love So Lonely. And yes. the prequel, not the prequel, but the book that comes before that is a be so beautiful which is already out tell everyone love where you lonely can be read as a standalone and then you can read a be so beautiful before that okay. i mean after it so you can swap the books around oh so it doesn't matter oh so it doesn't matter which way you read it but oh good to know yeah good to know and tell everyone where we can find your books um, a Love So Lonely is on Amazon because it's Kindle Unlimited. So whichever country you're in, it will be on Amazon. Okay. Very fun. Well, again, Carlisle, thank you for being here. And we will look forward to catching back with, up with you soon.
Thank you for having me and good luck with your release. Thank you. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Trisha Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.